0: Like our content? It's funded by viewers like you. Please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of New Church Live today. So great big good morning to everyone. I'm Pastor Chuck Blair of New Church Live. It is wonderful to have you joining us, whether you're joining us today from the comfort of your living room, from your kitchen, from your bedroom, from wherever, or joining us here in person. It's great to have you here today. What we're going to do today is we're going to start talking about Thanksgiving. And 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 gratitude and how this gratitude thing works. We looked a little bit last week and glimmers of goodness, kind of looking at ourselves. And and today, what are the glimmers of goodness that God gives into each of our souls? We're going to be moving outward today into looking at finding glimmers of good in the world. So it's wonderful to have you here. Now, it's always interesting with Thanksgiving as as a pastor, Thanksgiving, Christmas, etc., etc., because you step into that place of the holiday season and someone inevitably says, Chuck, just remember, the holidays are not always great for everyone. So we wanna acknowledge that, that the holidays can be this incredibly beautiful time and this incredibly heartbreaking time as well. Every single one of us in here has somebody, when we think about the Thanksgiving table, We have someone that we wish could be seated at that table. Every one of us. So there's always this this beauty and there's always this little bit of heartbreak. And that's life. Like, that's how life works. And and today we want to take a look at is we want to take a look at gratitude and finding glimmers of goodness within the reality that life is sometimes challenging and sometimes hard. And and I'm always really, really super careful. Like... uh, I've heard people tell other people before, you know, it's, you really have to pray and be grateful for all your challenges. And I gotta be honest, there's many challenges I'm not the least bit grateful for, <laughs> that I don't want. I wouldn't want them on you. I don't want them on me. There are those challenges. So, so it's, it's not about learning to be, oh Lord, thank you so much for the fender bender on I-95. Thank you. It's, it's not that. It's, it's about how do we get gratitude, folks, as a perspective, as a way of life, a way of, of truly living in its deepest sense with a smile out there into the world. This beautiful, this beautiful prayer I'm going to start with. This is from Reverend Teresa Huber, a dear friend who watches us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She writes a prayer every week for our sermon writing team. And this was her prayer a few weeks ago. Lord, when has life gone exactly the way we had planned and projected it would? We don't like plot twists, yet the whole thing is a bit of a surprise, if we are honest. Dawn to dusk, one new thing after another. Clearly, we are not in control. Mostly, we don't like this much. We fuss. Help us to become quiet anyway. Help us to feel trust anyway. Help us to find the beauty of it all, even in the spaces of uncertainty, so we don't miss out. Scrambling to grab the steering wheel out of your hands or trying to jam on the brakes, as if. That's the truth of the matter, as if. Help us to buckle up and enjoy the trip, amen. And that's really today's theme, is is, is how how do we sort of buckle up and kind of enjoy the trip? I mean, a big part of what we're going to be talking about today is trust. And and this is what strikes me about trusting life. Life is going to do this, up and down, up and down, up and down. And ready for this? If we trust life, life is going to do this, up and down and up and down and up and down. And if we don't trust life, guess what? Life is going to go up and down and up and down and up and down. So, So we get to choose to have trust or not. And life's kind of going to do what life's going to do. And yet if we can come to that with a sense of gratitude, and we're gonna be looking particularly about how trust and connection come out of this sense of gratitude. If we can come out of that with just this heart, it's, folks, it's so beautiful to be around people who have a heart of gratitude. It really is. People who, who no matter where you, whether, whether you're out at dinner in Philadelphia or, or wherever you're out and you're just out with these people and they're like, Yeah, you just get this sense, they really see life, and and life is really good for them. And it doesn't mean that life is always good to them. It's just, they have that that groundedness and that, yeah, this is good. And even the hard stuff somehow gets colored by that beautiful shine. Even in the midst of of times that are frankly heartbreaking. Breaking. And that's that's where folks, again, we, we start, we start to move from, from just counting our blessings, because that's very transactional. And the fact is, the blessings I want to count, count, they're the ones that go according to my plan. As if, as Teresa would say, that's what's gonna happen. But much more is this step back, and it's not a stepping way out of life, it's just a stepping back a little bit so that we can all just notice just notice what's there already. And that's what we're gonna try to to share on as we go into this great Thanksgiving week. So to get us on that, as the musicians come out for our first song here, who is the angel in your life you would like to honor? Who is the angel in your life that you would like to honor? And could be somebody who's still alive, could be somebody who's passed on, uh, one of my favorite little sermons in a box is the idea of the word angel in Hebrew means messenger, like these are people who are messengers in your life, who, who help you to see life a certain way. You know, they're, they're just they're just an angel. It could be your 101-year-old stepmother, could be uh, a little tiny child, could be a great-great-grandparent who passed on that somehow you feel made a lot of difference in your life, whatever it might be. And you can answer that and you can text me at 215 740 Three six six two, That's 215-740-3662. And friends, and friends, thank you for being here. Whether again, you're joining us in person or online, it is wonderful to have you here at New Church Live. Welcome.
1: Good morning. you can hold my hand when you need to let go I can be a mountain when you're feeling valley low I can be a street light showing you the way home you can hold my hand when you need to let go sow the seeds plant a little happiness let the roots run deep if it's love that we give then it's love that we reap if we want a garden we're gonna have to sow the seed yeah i want a house with a
0: And a big shout out as we start to Levi, who usually is behind cameras doing all that tech stuff, and he's joining us as a musician today. So great to have you here today, Levi. So friends, it's fun to think about, yeah, who are the angels in our lives and and, and how do we kind of look at that? and, And just again, when we start to look at that, we start to be reminded, we start to get reminders about life, how life matters, what we are to each other, about trust and connection. And that idea of trust and connection, like with trust and connection, we, we, need, we need reminders about these things. We need reminders. That's why we do church. I mean, I feel like church, so much of it isn't, isn't necessarily brand new knowledge. It's what you already know. It just, it just is a way to come back and, and touch base. I think so much of life is this breathing. We come together, we touch base, we remember to keep first things recognizably first, and then we go out and we live it. As we live it, eventually, you know, go, the, the, the message grows a little quiet in our ears. We come back, we connect, we breathe, and then we go out again. And, and taking a look, folks, at, the, at what we're talking about today, these reminders, there's beautiful parts in the Bible where, where God is reminding people of promises, reminding them of the covenant and, and one of the great reminders is a father-son one. It's Abram and Isaac and Abraham at that time. His name changed to Abraham. Abraham has passed on. It's his son Isaac. And here, and here the Lord gives him a reminder, a reminder about what the promise is. So let's take a look at that. If we could have it up on the screen here. Now, there was a famine in the land beside the previous famine in Abraham's time. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, "Do not go down to Egypt. In other words, he was up in this land, There's famine, he knew there was food down in Egypt. God's like, don't go there. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay, we're gonna look at that word, stay. Stay in this land for a while and I'll be with you and will bless you. For to you and your recipients, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father, Abraham. So it's this beautiful thing. Yep, all this land, this is the promised land. I promise you all this. Now the key words, next slide, the key words that we're gonna look at, because these are ones to really pay attention to, that there was a famine. Now, again, life has famine times. If we read this from a Christian New Church perspective, yeah, you could look at it literally and there's power in that. And there's also power in saying, what's the poetic truth here? What's the deeper truth, the inner meaning? And part of it is the idea, yeah, we're gonna have times in famine. We're gonna have times on our journey to the promised land where it's famine. Then it goes on to say, stay, stay in this wild. What will happen if we stay in this land? God will bless you. And then this key part, all nations on earth will be blessed. That idea that we can allow, the, when we allow the blessing in, it's not just our lives that are blessed, though they are, it's that that blessing is able to sort of ripple out in ways that are, that are almost unimaginable that are so hard to truly understand and to truly maybe even, maybe even get, a, get an accounting of. We just kinda know that, that we leave ripples in the world and other people do as well. That's what those, those angels in our lives do. So what is the ask, what is the ask that God asks for us? So, so what, is, what is God asking us to do, right? So, so you have these times of famine And I want to stick a little bit with the stay thing, but I want to sort of add a connotation to it. I want to add an umbrella to it. And it's this basic concept, I think, that is so important. And the concept is the willingness to believe that however dark the present famine, God's future in its time intends only good for us. Let's just take a breath right there. One of the pillars of Christian New Church perspective is that there is this thing called divine providence. And the only thing that divine providence has on its mind is the heaven from the human race. And it's this great current, think of it like a river, this great current that is always flowing to the ocean. Can we fight the current? Absolutely. (laughs) but I don't think we're able to fight it forever, just that's my little aside, I think God wins. This current is always pulling us towards what's good. So life may have, life. I shouldn't even say may, life will have its tragedies, absolutely will have its tragic moments, its heartbreaking moments, it's moments that are so far beyond any kind of pain we could have imagined or we could imagine we could endure. That doesn't change the fact that, that God's divine providence is constantly, in this very gentle, subtle way, is constantly trying to pull us towards the best possible good in its time. Notice what I'm saying. There. I'm saying in its time, not in our time. It's important to know that it's, it's not that God is out there in this, in, this, uh, in this current called divine providence. He's not out there dunking you, seeing how long you can hold your breath underwater. Not at all. One of, one of the real powerful paintings, and it, I mean powerful for me, I'm not much of an artist, but it was powerful for me. There's a beautiful Bible story some of you know, probably some of you don't. And it's a story of one of his followers, Peter, and he's 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 trying to follow Jesus. Jesus has walked on the water. Peter tries, it and Peter collapses in. He starts drowning. And the picture is one of Peter looking up, and the water's up here, and you see Jesus' hand coming down to grab a hold of his hand to pull him up. That's divine providence. That's trying to be in the flow as best we can. And a lot of the time, what God is asking us in this time, and this is really hard to do, easy to say, extremely hard to do, is that idea just stay. Just stay here. Do any of you here wrestle with trying to solve problems way too quickly? (laughs) Right? Many of us want today's problem as it appeared this morning to have been solved yesterday. And we're not, we feel like we can't be content until it's solved. Now there are problems that it's good to solve that way, right, obviously, we need to have an immediacy to us, but most problems don't work that way, folks. Think of the chronic problems that you wrestle with in your life. Is there a relationship that's been strained for more than a week, a month? a year, a decade, you're not gonna solve that overnight. And that's where, again, there, there has to be this understanding of just, yeah, you're in a time frame. just stay. Just stay with it. And that waiting, it was, it was, it was interesting. Uh, sermon writing team, when we were talking about this, again, they have, these people have such great language, these volunteers. And we were talking about yeah the difference between a sacred pause and a panicked pause. Because because we can choose that right. We can choose a panicked pause. You know we can choose like this this anxiousness that is just just panicked 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 panicked. It's it's like where I just don't know what I what I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I, all I can do is freeze, like a deer in the headlights. It's not the pause per se, though we do live there some of the time, obviously. A sacred pause, I think, is much more, much more, where we just learn to breathe. I know with planning memorial services, you know, with people, it just, just having a minute where we just take, take two seconds to breathe together, just like, let's just take a breath. That's a sacred pause. Let's just take that breath again, and I just want you to think in your head the word stay. Let's just take the breath again. Just stay. That's what you're being asked or what you might be being asked to do with that reminders of the promise. And what we can do there, folks, what we tend to start to discover, and it's, it's a beautiful part, a beautiful teaching here, As we begin to discover, this is from the book Secrets of Heaven, we begin to discover about God's presence with us through faith and neighborly love, through faith and neighborly love. Now, what are those two things about? It's really about trust, and it's really about connection, trust being faith and connection being neighborly love. Folks, that's where I think gratitude can start to shift. And this is, again, something, you know, This is a significant piece of Christian thought, and and it's worthwhile, again, if you're taking a note. I don't have a screen, I probably should have made a screenshot for it, but it'd be a good one to take a note on in your phone, just because it's it's a little shift of perspective that can be very life-giving. And that's this. So much of gratitude in the world, our understanding that God gives us these forever and always gifts we don't always get solutions. It is very, very easy to think that gratitude only comes with solutions. Fill in the blank, the problem is, I will be grateful when fill in the solution. That's. That can sometimes be good. I mean, obviously, like if you find a solution to something, I, I lost my phone for 30 seconds this morning and was panicked. You know, when I found my phone, was there great rejoicing? Absolutely. But this is something different. This is where we just get to lean in and see the gifts. Just, just imagine, right, imagine a Thanksgiving table or whoever you're doing that, and you just, you just take the time to go around and just look and just see the gifts that are around there. Not seeing solutions, just seeing gifts. That's a very different place to be because, because of so much of the way God's going to show up, not solutions per se, but with trust and with connection, there's power in that. And if, if you want to understand the power, look at the, the you know, as we would say in Christian New church, church theology, look at the contrasting opposite. How well does distrust and disconnection work for you? <laughs> I mean, that gives a very stark view of what trust and connection is and can be in our lives. And it's interesting, in times of famine, in, in a miraculous way, sometimes those gifts get more and more apparent. We're able to see, and I, and I don't know why, and I don't think God gives us the challenges so that we see. I think the challenges happen. God reaches into the water, helps to pull us out to see different things. And we just start to see differently, and we start to understand a different level of trust. And again, I... I don't want to overstate it, and yet I incredibly want to overstate it. Your trust of life or your non trust of life probably isn't going to change a lot in terms of how your life goes. It will definitely flavor, though, how you enjoy the trip. I think we can all safely agree that if if we trust more, we enjoy more, we're happier. We're more content. People who enjoy life tend to offer their gifts a lot more readily than people who don't. Because we can feel that abundance. We can understand what it can be in our lives in a very different way. Now there are again, again, these angels in our life who get a chance to just offer things and some of them are very, very powerful. Here are are some beautiful thoughts from people. I've been battling vertigo now for three weeks and I finally found a vestibular rehab therapist that will come to my house. She came to my home last week twice and even though she is off this week, she's still coming back to help me heal this debilitating vertigo. So my angel is Lauren from Dizzy Free. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would like to honor my great aunt Anna. She was always my rock, my safe harbor as a child. I don't know what I would do without her after my mom passed when I was 14. That's beautiful, thank you for sharing that. Oh, this is good. My husband, the best person I have ever met, and my compass. Love is patient, love is kind, that is my husband. I would like to honor my daughter who became an actual angel this year and also her sister, who stepped in to take care of her kids. Another one, my daughter recently got her M.S. in counseling psychology. It is a perfect calling for her as she has a heart of gold. Not afraid to say a lot. I get lots of free therapy from her. She always helps me to see things better. That's good. It's always good to have a therapist and it's even better to have a free one. My dear buddy, my big sister. Curtis is one of the many wonderful messengers in my life. Thank you truly for all you do. My grandkids and my wife Jenny. Folks, these are these are beautiful, beautiful thoughts because because that's where we start to see that the gifts. and, And those gifts, when we start to see them and we start to understand, we start to have trust and we start to have connection which is what it says comes out of these things. We're not, we sort of take our eye off of solving every problem, right? And we put our eyes on the gifts, and that's trust and connection. We put our eyes on that. It's interesting how, how that becomes a, way, a grateful way of seeing the world, and what happens is it just starts to weave people together. I mean, folks, just, just think of it this way you know, again, we're all invited to tables. It's just interesting, a little aside, Jesus is huge into my line of work. It's called table fellowship. That's where Jesus is constantly pointing us, table fellowship. In other words, get around the table, have a meal together, watch what happens. I mean, literally, that's what Jesus does again and again and again and again. Table fellowship, ministry of presence, that simple. And isn't it interesting, right? Because. Because you have a group, if we have groups where we can really focus on that trust and that connection, really looking at each other, really speaking to each other, really talking, really sharing, that the connections can be incredible that start to happen. That's very different than sitting around a Thanksgiving table. I mean, imagine sitting around a Thanksgiving table this week and being like, you know what? This Thanksgiving, I've decided we're going to solve all the political problems in the United States government around the table. How well would that work? Would you actually want to be part of that table? I wouldn't. Folks, when we get to that trust and connection piece, we start to understand things differently. And it's a very different kind of gratitude. I mean, one of the funnier stories of gratitude, funny, like not ha funny, but funny, funny, I think, in a, in a tongue-in-cheek way, because I think the Bible does have some Some rather humorous parts of it, I think Jesus is sharing this one humorously. This is from Luke 18, talking about the kind of gratitude that disconnects. Here he's saying Pharisee and clergy there. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you, I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. That's the kind of gratitude God's like, I got no place for that. (laughs) There's nothing there that works. There's nothing there. Any, any kind of gratitude that separates us from other people is not actually partaking of true gratitude. Because, folks, it's it's interesting, right? Looking. When we have connection with other people, real connection, what are we able to do? We're able to trust. And when we really have trust of other people, guess what? We're really able to connect. Trust and connection. Will that trust be broken on occasion? 100% promise, yes. But that doesn't mean to not trust for 10 times, knowing one of the 10's not gonna follow through, but nine of the 10 will, and that'll lead to connection, and it leads to a better world. That's where we wanna be, and that's the kind of optimism optimism that really works. So as the musicians come out here, this idea, what does it look like amid famine to grow trust and connection like let's think about what does it actually look like in this world let's speak to that and let's see examples of how that can work for us as we go into our own thanksgiving season
1: are places I remember all my life Though some have changed, some forever Not for better, some have gone and some remain All these places have their moments with lovers and friends still can recall some are dead dead and some are living in my Something new, though I know I'll never lose affection for people and things that went before. I know I'll often stop and think about them in my life. I love you more.
2: It's Angela. I just wanted to let you know about a community service opportunity that's happening right now. We are hosting a food collection for Thanksgiving, and we hope you'll all get involved. There are three ways to get involved. If you live local to the Philadelphia area, you can bring any non perishable food items to New Church Live on Sunday, or you can donate through our Amazon wish list, which can be found on the events tab of our website or you can donate wherever you live you can find a food collection that's happening near you donate any food items there we'd love if you take a picture and send it to us tag us on social media and we'd love to share that generosity happening all around the country Um, so we hope you'll get involved and if you want any more information it can be found on the events tab of our website Uh, We also hope that you will consider making a donation to New Church Live. We rely on the generosity of this congregation to fuel everything we do here. So if you want to make a donation, you can do that on the Donate tab on our website. You can text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase to 77977, or you can use the QR code on on the page right now. So we hope you'll get involved. We hope you'll make a donation, and we just thank you all for your generosity. So thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you, Angela. What a beautiful song. And, and, you know, folks, just thinking about this through gratitude. Again, beautiful, beautiful ways that that you know that we can share life together. And and even with them just thinking Thanksgiving, little little aside, public service announcement, you know, if if your family is local here to Philadelphia, I know they're still looking for some volunteers to go go with New Church Live down to actually do the Thanksgiving meal at St. Francis Inn. You can go on our website, the events tab, and you can sign up for that if that interests you. And we're also, just a little aside as well, we're also starting a new SMS service where you can get a text message from New Church Live once a week, just reminding you of any important things coming up, thought for the week, that kind of thing. You're more than welcome to sign up for that as well on our homepage. And let's get back to this question, folks. What does it look like amidst famine to grow trust and connection? So. We're in times of famine, like you may literally be in one right now, I mean, not hopefully not starving, but, but figuratively a time of famine, a time that feels dry, a time that feels hard and challenging as we go into the Thanksgiving season. And, and if you're in that kind of time, folks, yeah, what does, what does trust and connection look like? And again, we can we sort of play both sides of this, right? It's, it's, I guarantee there's people in your life, even if you're not in that space, I guarantee there are people who are. So what can we do in our lives? Little things that build trust and build connection, and through that, we not only see the gift, but we become the gift. Take a look at this video.
2: Finally tonight, the story of a man on a never-ending mission of kindness and how it's changing lives. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road.
3: At the bottom of a hole in Chesterfield County, Virginia, utility worker Calvin Godette is fixing a leaky water main. But no gusher down here compares to the fountain of good deeds he delivers up there. Whether it's buying coffee yes, for the next car. Take care of the people that are behind me Or groceries for a random shop. No, I'm gonna pay for this. Calvin gives away about half his income to total strangers. i will gonna fill your truck up for you. In return, he may get a thank you. That? At best, but he remains undaunted. You don't ever know. You could do something for somebody or talk to someone and you could change the whole situation. He says it happened once.
2: You can come around, thank you.
3: A few months ago, Calvin was in this Burger King drive through when he happened to look in his rear view mirror and saw a woman who just seemed sad. So Calvin did what Calvin does, bought her meal. Only this time, his random act of kindness would not soon be forgotten.
1: Somebody to do something that nice for you on that very moment when I thought nothing could make me happy again, it just touched my heart. This is Andy.
3: Denise Walters had just lost her husband of 41 years. I just wish he was still here. And says Calvin's kindness was exactly what she needed at exactly the right time. In fact, it had such a profound effect, she chased him down, told his boss, and got him recognized before the county board of supervisors.
1: He saw that I was upset and showed compassion to a complete stranger.
3: There you doing? Since then, they have stayed in touch and grown their circle. Nice to meet you. I'm Chris.
2: Nice to meet you, Chris.
3: I told us you, you may have lost your husband, but you gained a family. He's just an amazing
1: man. Just an amazing man.
3: He's also her new role model.
1: But I want you to have this.
3: Denise is now doing the same thing.
1: He has shown me the way.
3: So you feel like you're on a mission now?
1: Oh, absolutely. If he can do this. I can do this
3: okay. and You're maybe
1: gotta have a hug
3: we can do this you
1: can go spread that joy somewhere okay Steve Hartman thank you
3: on the road in Chesterfield County Virginia
0: love love that video you know because you can see folks you can see a time of famine you can see somebody who understands gift You can see how it builds trust and connection or maybe connection and trust and and this this broader trusting just of life that happens. And it's just trusting of life. It it doesn't, right, like none of that took away the heartbreak for her of losing her husband. Wasn't a solution per se, like he's not back. Her heart's still broken. But in that famous way that gets spoken of again and again, maybe her heart, with this, with this man's help, maybe her heart broke open. Maybe there was a space for gift that there hadn't been before. Maybe there's just a stepping back into this sense of trust and connection, even in the midst of really hard times. And just, just imagine that this Thanksgiving season. Imagine that this Thanksgiving season. Imagine going into these different environments we're going into with this, with this trusting that God is there too. And God is there both in our sorrows and in our joys. And I know Thanksgiving, the joy thing tends to be off the charts, which is beautiful. God will be there. God's even with the people who like Brussels sprouts. I don't like Brussels sprouts. God's with the whole thing. And then we really, folks, and we really start to to have this deep, deep, deep sense of of connection with people. And and the, the joy that can come to that is really something else. And that's where, again, when we looked at this series, that's why we called it Glimmers of Goodness. Because in dark times, that's what we're searching for. We're searching for that. Those little glimmers, because life will be these things. Like, life will be, I, I, I love the idea that life is not as boring as we imagined originally starting. It tends to be a lot of adventure, some of which we don't particularly like. Some parts far better than we imagined, some parts far worse than we imagined. And we can, we can sit in a place where like, yeah, I, I may not like all of it, but here I am. Here I am. What's there to see from this place? And what there is to see is an open heart. To see with an open heart, to see from an open heart, to see where we see these glimmers of goodness and we learn to amplify them as best we can. Find those glimmers of good and amplify them. So folks, that's your search this Thanksgiving. Find those glimmers of good. Seek them out and do the best you can to amplify them. And I think you're going to have an amazing Thanksgiving. Mm. Amen. So, friends, what we're going to do now to close the service is we're going to take a breath, we're going to do a little prayer, a little meditation and we're gonna have a beautiful last song to close the service. And before all that, folks, I just wanna say, I wish you all, on behalf of the family that is New Church Live, to have the very best of thanksgivings. Please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here today, and Lord, help us to understand, again, the gifts of faith and neighborly love, the gifts of trust and connection Even growing out of times of famine, Lord, allow those things to be drawn in starker and starker relief so that our choices, our choices, we can just let our shoulders go down, let the tension ease from our bodies as the choices in some way become easier. Just the simple choice to trust as best we can and to connect as we are able. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here with us in this congregation, in this community, in this nation, in this world. Be with everyone, Lord, literally everyone, as you are, and help us to all see those glimmers of goodness, to celebrate them, to amplify them, to magnify them, to point to them, and as well, Lord, to point towards them. Thank you again for your presence this Sunday, as we always do. In your name we pray. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace and bring you home this Thanksgiving, amen.
1: if you're a- Need so much. Happy Thanksgiving.